astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Today, we have a feng shui topic for you, and we are coming to you about the wealth gua, or the yeah. financial corner. It can be said a couple different ways. Exactly. But we're essentially talking about money, prosperity, wealth, prosperity, stability, and, and how you can create more of that in your life through some feng shui uh, practices. Absolutely. We haven't talked about this in quite some time. Yeah, I think when like some of the first episodes, we did like a purse episode. Oh, yes. And we did a pantry episode. Oh, you know what? Can I make a plug for that yeah. pantry episode? Yeah. I don't know which number it is off the top of my head. Yeah. But please, if you're interested in prosperity, go back and listen to the pantry. And yeah. I say that because... Um, did you upgrade your pantry? You I, up- I made upgrade my pantry. And again, I just switched the organizational system And again, I had bins, and now I just went to putting the cans of everything out. Anyhow, it's just so much cleaner. I can see my inventory so much faster. Uh, Everything has a designated place, which it should anyhow. But the point is... I agree. When I walked by family dinner last week, I did, like, do a double take. So I was like, it just looked so clean and open. It great. It looks great. And a lot of things, again, went out that were expired in 2011. Is my record, I think, 2011. I found a couple things from then. I just saw Um, a game on TikTok that said, like, go to your parents' house and see, find the most expired item that you can. Well, that's my, I mean, I've had five years, six years, but 2011, that's that's 11 years. years. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Anyhow, so, uh, and you know what? That just kicked off a a series of changes. and again, I'll probably mention it again, but you know, we're doing this flooring project and oh, yeah. the story kind of went sideways for a bit. And in the end, we're very, very, very happy. And we, you know, it's cost us about $3,000 less than what yeah. the and plan was. You started that during Mercury retrograde. I did. I mean, I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say that it was the it was day like the that Mercury day. was going to go direct was yeah. the day they came to install. Yeah. So it was going to go direct at 10 PM and they came at, you know, yeah. and, it, and then it didn't get done. Because of a series of events. Okay, but anyhow, that's live and learn. Yeah. Live and learn again and again and again. Always learning. Yeah. So there is a pantry episode that talks about the financial benefits of having an organized and stocked pantry. Today we're going to focus on the financial corner in the house. So you might hear the term bagua, um, which is the overlay of the home to decipher what area of the home means different things. So relationships, helpful people, health. So we're going to talk solely about financial today so before we get into where the financial corner is i think you wanted to start with a story oh you know what i just wanted inspiration an inspirational story that makes us all think twice about what's going on in our home because i don't know how many feng shui consultations between the two of us we've done yeah but it is a lot a lot a lot you know i'm saying i mean i know it's over 100 you know for oh, sure. Easily, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know where we're at. I don't know if we're at 200 or wherever, but the point is yeah. I never kept track. But the point was this, um, you know, we always have said what's going on in the home is giving you clues. 
Mm-hmm. It's giving you clues as to what is going to be happening, more of what's going to be happening in your own life. Correct. Right? Yes. So, I mean, it's a very simple concept. So, um, I had a client, and this is the story, uh, who traveled extensively. So, she'd been in and out of Paris, I don't know, you know, probably a dozen times. Yeah. Well, every time she went, she went and she purchased from this particular artist who was known to hide a green apple in the painting. Okay. Okay. So, these were relatively, generally smaller uh, uh, pieces of art. But anyhow, when I showed up with a client, her master suite, including the bathroom, uh, was dominating the wealth area. And okay. we'll talk about where that is in the home, but in a minute. So everywhere, so she was very proud that everywhere you looked, you saw this, you know, this piece of art, very obviously many pieces of it. I'd say maybe she had a dozen of them. Okay. And uh, she said, was so excited about it. There's a hidden apple in every picture here. One thing, like she told you, sometimes people don't say that. And so you're looking at the artwork thinking, what does this mean? Yeah, well, What's the... Yeah, the art wasn't... I, I personally didn't like, oh my God, this is so gorgeous or beautiful. It was rather simplistic. Mm-hmm. But the point is, okay, so she told me what the thing was. It was an apple. And of course, I looked at a few of them trying to find the apple. Of course. But, you know, I'm standing there in a financial area. And I said, you know, something about this doesn't feel quite right. Because I'm standing in your financial area. Mm-hmm. And you're talking to me about something being hidden hidden stuff yeah and almost a game i try to find the apple and i'm thinking to myself that's like trying to find the money where's the money right 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 okay now this was an affluent upscale upscale client and she assured me no mary don't worry she was very cute don't worry mary i got plenty of money yeah like you know this, this don't I, that's not my story yeah. you know i don't have money issues until mm-hmm. about six weeks later she calls and says her husband walked out of the marriage and did it in a very kind of crazy way but very face-to-face give him some credit he said face-to-face but he'd already packed up and left when she was out of the house so she comes home he says by the way I have moved out while you were gone and and the relationship is over well she was in shock obviously the kicker was he was a lawyer he'd been losing money for a long time okay and she didn't know. She didn't know that he had been relying on her finances. She oh. assumed they had separate finances. She thought he was, but she hadn't put two and two and two together yet. Yep. And in the end, she owed him money. She had to pay him, what do you call it? Alimony? Alimony. Sort of palimony, whatever. Yeah, yeah palimony, I guess it would be the word. Anyhow, she was just floored. Wow. Now, this yeah. was six weeks after I'd the been console. there. And she assured me that plenty of money. Right. And we're talking about hidden apples in the finance, dominating the financial well, deception. Area. Deception is a great word. I mean, you said it even like a game, yes. right, right? But deception, and so I think that's a great. I mean, that's an incredible story, but it's a great way of like showing like some people just dismiss. Like if you haven't had a feng shui consult, right. sometimes I'll just have people reply to like my stories on my social media or my podcast, right. and they'll be like, "Oh, mine's perfect." Like, what can I do? Right. And then they'll send me a picture of the area or something. And then it's like, okay, we have to like dive deep. We don't want you to just superficially look at something. Mm-hmm. We want you to tell the story of what the piece means to you, who you got it from. Right. Uh, um, who gave, yeah, yeah. Who gave it to you is sometimes you. a big thing. What's the story behind the artist? Because we've mm-hmm. had some pictures like that right. where the artist was having an affair and was right. painting secret messages into the, the right. artwork. Right. And those stories were coming um uh, to, into play so it's like the symbolism behind it the meaning and who's a, who, who all is associated with this piece of artwork 
Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, there can be other issues, very basic issues like cleanliness, yep. you know, things that are broken, uh, things that are just get set there temporarily, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, that, that stuff just happens. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm, this is no, we're not there pointing our fingers at you. We're saying, no. We're just asking questions. You're, yeah. We're asking <laughs> questions. Hopefully when you go to this financial area, which we'll yep, lay out next. here now, uh, that you see, that you look at things. And I would just encourage you, if it's possible, to pick things up one by one and look at them and, you know, possibly can reconsider. Absolutely. You know, is this something that should be sitting in your wealth area? Right. So um, there are two different schools of feng shui. There's mm-hmm. Eastern and there's Western. Yes. So some go by, one goes by a compass. So right. the direction. direction. Right. Um, and some go based off the, of the front door. So right. the way that we are going to teach it is based off the, of the front door. Yes. This could be the front door of your house, of your apartment. Um, if you are still living, you know, in a roommate situation where you don't have the dominant control of the house and you're just in one room, stand at the front door of that one room. Yes. And while you're standing at the door, whatever your front door is, we want you to be looking into the space. Yes. And we want you to identify the farthest back left-hand corner. Yes. So when we say the farthest back, if you're looking at a traditional like square or rectangle. Yeah. Think of a square or rectangle. Not the front corner by the front door. You want to go to the very back corner. On the left-hand side. Yeah. Yeah, and just as a visual, you know, think of yourself living in that rectangle or the square. Think of opening the door, and then just think of angling off to the left mm-hmm. until you generally, if you're in a house, you're going to be at the two exterior walls yes. of the house. So it could be a walk-in closet, could be a bathroom, could be the master, could be the kitchen. The point is it could be any Anything. room. Yeah. But just go to the point where you're looking at the two exterior walls. Correct. And for many people, it's going to be a closet. I yeah. suspect. Yeah. Right. And that's or okay. Bathrooms. That, right. Uh, the point is, I just want, we just want you to identify where is that wealth there? What is anchoring, so to speak, your sense of stability, prosperity in your life? Yeah. And some houses like the house that I'm in doesn't actually have a back left-hand corner mm-hmm. because it juts in. Yes. If that makes sense. Cause not all houses are that perfect square or rectangle. Right. Um, and so if that is the case, we also want you to put a lot of, um, focus on what is happening right outside like where that corner would be right which is now outside because there's like a cutout in the house i hope that makes sense but i hope it does but i mean anyway for anyone i want them to also look outside on that corner correct because i have a story that yeah you know we just had something dead removed off that corner Mm -hmm. right after we did an enhancement to that back left corner we moved a grandfather clock and put it into that corner kind of spontaneous yep you know, idea, let's do this. and uh, Based on the carpets, you yes, had to move everything. Yes, everything <laughs> had to come up. So, okay, let's think about this. And um, and then right that next week, then we finally got rid of the dead thing that was sitting right outside. Uh, outside. Yeah. Anyhow, the point is, it's, it's pretty amazing. The house is speaking. Yeah. I want you to think that the house is sending you clues. And this woman's story, as mm-hmm. I said, she'd been collecting this art over years. Right. Not just uh, she picked them up one, this summer on vacation and hung them. No, she'd been in and out probably over the course of, you know, five, six years that she had had these multiple trips. So the, the problem was getting exponentially stronger and stronger. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think maybe to your point is like some people will dismiss something because like oh that's been there for 10 years right yeah right nothing's happened nothing's nothing's happened happened. it's been good 
Um, and sometimes like there's a building that's happening that maybe we don't know about, um, mm -hmm. or maybe we've kind of put to the back burner because we haven't noticed the slow, like growing or progress of that problem. Yes. Yeah. Well, we accept it as, accept you know, it. accept yeah. it, or we don't even recognize it as a problem. Yeah. So we've given some pretty big examples of like removing a dead tree, removing, you know, expensive artwork, but this, even if it's just, um, like a linen closet, Oh, right. Yes. Or something like going through the linen closet and getting rid of the linens that you never use or they're, they aren't soft or they're itchy or they have stains, stains on them. Right. Exactly. Classic. Um, if Which is messy because those linen closets, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not good at folding linens. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten a little bit better, but um, TikToks help me. Oh, TikTok. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How cute. How um, cute. If it's just like you have, it's a, if it's the kitchen and there's drawers that you can't open, if there's ones where the handles are loose, all of these little things can be addressed to enhance this area. Right. I think also about what is missing. Um, I'm thinking sometimes like that could be a bathroom and you've always wanted another towel bar there, mm -hmm. you know, and you've never done it. Well, get that towel bar. You know, that's what you need, yeah. right? And let's do that. So sometimes we, oh yeah, we're going to do that. And of course, leaky faucets or, you know, I say even if you've never vacuumed that corner, because many times we don't, we kind of, you know, hit the main part of the floor. We don't necessarily always move everything in yep. the corner. Get it, get it up and vacuum around it. I understand some people may have heavy pieces of furniture, sure. but still, we can go around the edge as well and get uh, get up all those little yep. dust bunnies. Yeah. So the first thing we want you to assess the area: what's going on there? Who gave it to you? What's the story behind everything there? Is it stuff that you still use? Is it still relevant? Does it make you happy? Does it make you angry? first assess those things then we want you, you to still love it do you still love it right and then we want you to assess if there's anything missing or broken or dead in that area yeah um and those things seem so simple but it's like all of those things that we named like a broken drawer or a missing towel bar it's like every time you encounter that thing right it changes your mood right and then we can it can go into this spiral of some negative self-talk I think at least you know like, what Oprah breakfast this morning okay. I was talking to Bill and I said what what has this new carpet done to your psyche okay and which I thought maybe he might just kind of blow me off a little yeah. bit you know like whoa and he goes he goes yeah he goes it really has affected me I said you know what do you you know what are you thinking like and he goes well you know I'm just happier Mm -hmm. I like, I'm looking out at my life and I'm feeling better about things. I'm looking at my carpet. I'm looking at the flooring and I'm feeling better. Yeah. Well, I said, oh, it's your foundation, your right. stability. It's the same thing. And, uh, you know, just, just having this experience of picking up everything you own pretty much and, and yeah. having to redecide is it coming back? That is a great, absolutely great exercise. If you <laughs> want to kill a week or two of your life. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But even something like a broken drawer, Right. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to get into it and whatever you're cooking or something and the water is boiling over and you're trying to get like a spatula or something oh, out of yeah. this broken drawer. And now you've changed like your mood. Mm -hmm. And so now your kid or your spouse comes into the room to ask a question and you can fly snap. off the handle. You snap. Yes. Right. So that's where we're like, you know, even the word feng shui aside, we're just mm -hmm. talking about how the house, the energy of the house like affects us. Yeah, it's 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 riveting stuff, and I have stood, I'm sure as you have as well, stood in sometimes looking just at one at the financial corner, and having maybe having a 20, 25 minute talk with a client right. over what we are looking at. Right. 
Sometimes I can think of a story where someone just had a lot of things, like there was a piano kind of in that area, and then there was they put some other small piece of furniture right there in the corner, and then there was another piece. It was just a tight little mashup mm-hmm. of three major pieces of furniture. Yeah. It was just so crowded. Yep. And the beautiful thing was the piano, of course, was really attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, just take away these other small things here, and let's let the piano just stand. Great. Uh, space give you know so so that can sometimes be an issue absolutely so once you've done those first two steps like now let's see what can we do to improve this area so yeah we can make the upgrades of course just like fixing things um but like what could we do for this area to enhance it right yeah um so we've talked about where it is we're looking at the back left area again if you have a two-story house you have one upstairs you have one downstairs and one outside right right and again i just want to go over that again just because some people might still be going well i'm not sure i don't even know why wealth area is again okay but the idea is uh assuming and this is really simple if you you're in a freestanding house and it faces the street and the front door faces the street Mm -hmm. that's the simplest way i mean that's that's the easiest floor plan to talk about yeah just follow that where you enter into the house and start angling off to the left so you might have to oh enter into the foyer go through the living room, maybe go into the kitchen, and from the kitchen I'm gonna go into a laundry room. Oh, that's the back left corner, Yeah. right? Yeah. So you may have to go through multiple rooms to get to that back left corner, but uh, honor it. Yeah, absolutely. This is what we're talking about today. Yeah, so some upgrades when we talk about the element for the financial area is wood. Yes. So you could put a nice you know, some wood frames, some nice sturdy wood furniture. But the idea is when any, any time that we talk about finances, most people want steady or sturdy financial situations. Right? Well, let's go back and talk about wood. Okay. Why wood? Okay. Because it's growth. Yep. Growth. Wood, even though we've made it into a, you know, a chair or a desk or something of that nature, it still is that essence of it came from a tree. Yep. And the tree grew up tall so we have these nice long pieces of wood so we can build beautiful furniture i mean that's kind of the romance behind this ideology trees grow so that's where we're looking for wood because um and it's this is a technical thing the wealth area is technically young wood Mm. young wood that has not maxed out it's not the old oak tree that's been there for you know 100 years now no this is uh, the sapling who has great potential to become an incredibly big tree. So a young wood, so images of trees, mm-hmm. a picture, an art, a drawing yep. of a tree. Again, what we're trying to avoid is um, the winter scene of the tree, I know. the desolate, the barren. Is the it live? Is like it dead? It's not going to make it. Yeah. Or even the fall ones where the leaves are starting to fall off of it. Again, not too keen on it you know i we really want to put the focus on spring summer yes because the energy is rising up and that's what we want our finances to do we want to grow yeah and this is not just bank accounts right no absolutely not i think most people when you say like financial or money they just assume like cash flow or income which we talk about that really in another area of the home but this Mm -hmm. is like long-term stability um yeah um, so we, that's the element. So you can incorporate some sort of wood or imagery of wood into that area. Um, we didn't put it in our notes, but if we were talking about colors oh, in yes. this area, we want a very royal look in mm-hmm. this area, mm-hmm. right? Because we associate royalty with long-term wealth stability. and stability. Yes, right. <laughs> so you think about like, 
the reds, the royal blues, golds, greens. Mm -hmm. So you can incorporate those colors if you have a very soft corner with you know just like whites or light right. blues yeah. or pastel pinks you might think about some, moving something a little bit more again sturdy into that area not something so soft when it comes right. to color palette yeah that what color is one way some people just like going with the color treatment sure. purple would be the oh, ideal color yeah. right that would be a color associated with kind of royalty but also amethyst a piece of am nice piece of amethyst that you might have right sitting in that area to set the intention it kind of grounds the area with a little bit more weight and also the idea of richness to come oh yeah you brought up a good thing about weight because um, sometimes I'll see little tables yeah. in that area and they have like the three little legs and it just looks yeah. like you can just knock it over. Yes. That's just one example, but like lots of dainty things in that area because again, we're trying to show fragile. fragile. Yeah. Uh, furniture that you can buy in a big box store. Mm -hmm. Beware. Yeah, for that because area. Because there are oftentimes pieces that are literally at some point in time, you can see that you're going to drag it out to the curb and sell it at a garage sale right. or give it away to somebody else. Whereas you're not going to do that with a more solid piece of furniture. I mean, you may, right. but I mean, it's not, it won't happen as quickly. Yeah. So it, it uh, yeah. And I think you know what we're talking about. It's I just kind like of those. Your Ikea maybe stuff. Yeah. Or? Some of the, some of the Ikea definitely, but anything that you might buy just on a, throw in your shopping cart and hit the register. Right. That's questionable. If this is an area of your home that you don't use for some reason, maybe mm. it's like the mm. spare bedroom and you don't have a yeah. roommate or I don't know, there's could be a whole bunch of reasons oh, why you don't use be. a space. Yeah. One, if you can use it or if you have an in-home office, this would be a great place to be a fantastic area to set up a little uh, workspace. Also, if it's a dormant room, there's sometimes a tendency people close the door. Right. And again, particularly people with pets. They're yeah. kind of, they've got a dilemma going on because sometimes they're trying to keep the cats off the bed so they keep the doors closed. Um, that just is a whole nother principle, but we want exchange of air going back and forth. So we generally open like open doors mm -hmm. with the exception of the bathrooms, of course, yep. but open doors so that chi or energy can flow. So that would be something very simply that someone might say, oh my God, I keep that door closed all the time. Right. Or that's my teenage kids and they always keep their door closed I know. right so i we understand there's some practical sure problems here so if you're not using it at all it could be something where you put a plant in that area so you have to go to that area and water the plant that's a great one um or you put something that shows movement in that area mm -hmm. so we could talk mm -hmm. about like a crystal hanging from the ceiling that's again reflecting the light and kind of bringing movement to that area or imagery of stuff that moves mm -hmm. so i'm not talking about a print that has movement, but something that when you look at it, it's not just a stagnant building. Exactly. You can assume that the thing, the picture in the image, that if it was alive, yeah, think of someone life. on a bicycle. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, yeah, you you visualize it moving. It's yes. in motion. Yeah. Um, maybe a counter thing to someone who is having trouble holding on to their money might want to do something more like a picture of a building to create more stability. You know what? Yes. The stories, you know, we tr when we're doing consultations, we try to cater them to the specific storyline. Correct. Uh, so what I might say to one person, I might not yep. say is the best for somebody else. But we're trying to cover the bases here. 
yes, if you're if you're really in flux and really vulnerable at this point, then we're looking to a little more weight. Mm-hmm. We're looking for some more sense of stability. I think your simple thing of a plant, a real plant, you know, and that you have to go in and tend to. Yeah. Because why? You're tending to your money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and to go back to like your point earlier about like the house sends us clues. Like let's say you've had a plant there. I have a great story. I think I've told this story already before along the way, but um, right before I quit my corporate job, I threw a baby shower. So my notice was in, my notice was in at work and I threw a baby shower at the house. And at the end of the night, there was a bunch of half drinking water bottles. And so one of the moms at the party was opening all the water bottles and going over and feeding my plants throughout the house. Well, the one plant had taken on too much weight of Mm. water and it, the stand that it was on collapsed. Oh now, it was a metal stand. Yes, I know that. Yeah. And it was anchoring my financial corner. Yeah. So you think like a metal stand, like how did this break? Yeah. Like it, right. It, it wasn't the water. I'm like, it was right. a clue, right? Yeah. So the, the, um, the metal stand breaks and then the plant falls over, of course, and it, it was a mess. It was a mess. So it had to be replanted and I had to get a new stand. And I remember telling you about that and you saying, well, Kate, of course that had to happen because you're in the process of restructuring your finances, your finances. So like, I remember then thinking, okay, I need to be very intentional with (laughs) the, um, the stand that I'm going to buy. Right. And the new pot that I'm going to put it in because I don't want to like set myself up for another fall, another fall essentially. Yeah. So, you know, it works both ways. Sometimes we yeah. see the clues Pro- in avo- the house. Avoid the word precarious. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put anything in there that in the, in the wealth area that you think is precarious. Like, this is my very expensive crystal something or other, and, oh, now it's sitting out in the open, and it could, you know, someone could bump it accidentally, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So precarious is not a good word in the financially. But, yeah, you know what? I don't remember you telling that story before. So okay. that, that is a, that's a great story. Yeah. And, again, it comes back to... You know, is that wild, the timing of it? You yeah, because I had been in this house for four years. The right. plant was fine. You were apprehensive. Obviously, you you were confident. I remember that. You were uber confident about giving that notice. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I need to do. Yeah. But there had to be a part of you going like, how is this going to work financially? Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, and then you had the collapse of the pot. Right. It yeah. almost was, uh, you know, I think we viewed it as like it was a go-ahead. You're going. Yeah, you know, it's happening. But yeah, your finances are changing. <laughs> You're changing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so one last thing about the financial area would... Oh, that's okay. I want to put one more oh, yeah. in. I'm like, maybe you're going to say the same thing. About the collections. Oh, or... no, I was going to throw the, the uh, classic one, the bamboo. Oh, yeah. Bamboo in water. I still go back to that. It's yeah. 101 feng shui. Yeah. Get some curly bamboo or the straight bamboo. Put it in water. You know, nice cylinder uh, vase of some sort, and set it in that area. Even if you're, so to speak, a non-believer, subscriber to feng shui, mm-hmm. put something like that in there. It sustains itself. You just have to make sure you have to put some extra water in every two weeks, probably. <laughs> right. That's about all you have to do, and it thrives. Even if you don't have the best sunlight. So I wanted to throw that one because that's a classic thing. Or uh, some people like the laughing bam, the laughing Buddha. Yeah. The big jolly Buddha with a big belly, yeah. so to speak, coins at his feet. Yeah. Again, a real traditional uh, feng shui cure. I, when you mentioned the bamboo, I think one thing that we hadn't mentioned is like um, 
make sure that like not everything's sitting on the floor in that area. Oh yeah. If you have a lot of like short furniture or you have a lot of stuff near the floor, like how can you raise the energy? So something like the bamboo that you're talking about, especially if you get like the two foot or even the three foot bamboo, it adds a lot of height to that area, which it makes the person look up, right? And so it's sending the energy up instead of looking down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So again, if you have a lot of short furniture in that area, or you have a lot of knickknacks sitting on the ground, put some shelves up, put some artwork up that draws the eye um, to the, to the ceiling area. Do we want to talk about the collections? Well, it just is, yeah, I do think we need to talk about collections because um, collections, I've noticed over time that people that have collections, when you walk in, it's kind of a visual cue of wealth. Right. Right? Uh, Even if it's something like matchbooks Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, something very mundane, you know, just having a lot of them, it makes a statement. Right. And um, I, I, I don't know how to say this tactfully, but I find sometimes people maybe in lieu of maybe other types of wealth, they, they get their goody, good feeling, optimistic feeling about the future by having another something added to their collection. Oh, yeah. So it's it a, is kind of prosperous. To it's like, a prosperous. I have, you know, like I'm thinking about dad, like I have like 12 like Russian wood carved Santas. Yes, yes. You know? Um, in my financial area, I have a collection actually. It's like mm-hmm. one of the only collections that I still have. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's these brooches that you and I, enamel flower brooches that we used to collect from um, like antique stores. Right. Before eBay. Before eBay. Um, and I probably have about two dozen of them, and they're like inlaid into a piece of uh, furniture that I have. And mm-hmm. it's just interesting because, because I've had them for so long, I kind of. Yes. Forget about it, you know, but every time people come to the house, it's always like a stopping point where people are saying, what are these? Oh, tell me the story behind them. Like, because it just looks like it's worth so much more than maybe right. the 20 or 30, $40 that we paid for them yeah. oh. individually. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So multiples of anything, number one, are calming. Yep. You know, and that's why sometimes when you see um, uh, a triptych, three paintings that go together or four of something, you know, because there's a sense of abundance. So, again, that's just a small, I don't forget the wealth area, but right. you can create little vignettes throughout your house of collections of, and again, I'm not saying go out and start five new collections, but I'm saying if you already have something, nothing wrong with it, unless uh, we... There's extremes. There's extremes. So. We can't go to extremes on this. We, we don't have time to go into that topic. Yeah. But uh, there is some some visual wealth yeah. that is uh, easily portrayed by collections. So before you kind of tie in this whole talk today, yeah. I want to just share that if you've, if you've had your house feng shui before, if you say, oh, yeah, I heard you talk about this two years ago and I looked at my financial corner, I was fine. Oh, yeah, I did that. I did that, yeah. <laughs> We still encourage you to go back Oh yes, and keep reassessing because, you know, sometimes we're attracted to a piece of artwork because I just went through a breakup and I, I'm at the store and I see a woman crying and I really relate to that picture, right? And yeah. so I buy it because at the time I'm, it's resonating that energy because that's how I'm yeah. feeling, yeah. right? And so you go home and you hang it up on the wall and then like two years later, do we still resonate with that? Like absolutely meant something to you at that time, but we constantly need to reassess what's going on because our financial situation is always changing. Always evolving. And two years is way too long to wait between times to go check your house out. 
right? Because maybe you got a new animal or something, and now the animal's using that as like a personal bathroom or oh, that, I mean, yeah, we didn't know, get into that. I know, stuff. But I'm just yeah, just that, throwing uh, more examples. <laughs> Any little I, examples? We've had both had clients that way. That yeah, yeah, this is the dog chooses. This is where he goes. Yeah, you know. So Whoa. there's constant things changing in the house, adult children moving back in, all the things. So with that said, let's go back to that Apple story. That you yeah, let's just with. wrap it up. Let's touch back on that Apple story. I mean, I'm, yes, I have a tendency, I get lost in the romanticism of this whole idea that, you know, this client we spoke about, she subconsciously, you know, met the artist on the streets of Paris, loved the art, went back to her multiple times over a course of years, buying the art. Is it possible that her subconscious was trying to wake her up on some level about she's always talking about something hidden and she knew where they were going to go. They knew she was, she knew she was putting it in a wealth gua. She didn't know it that she called it her master bedroom. Okay. Right. Yep. We come in and say, oh, this is your wealth gua. Right. So she didn't understand that point. But the point was, is it possible that her subconscious was trying to wake her up to what was really going on in a very affluent upscale lifestyle? Right. And mom and me astrology say yes (laughs) yes that's absolutely what's going on listen to those messages or again was she attracted to it because it was because it was happening it was happening it was happening in her life so therefore you read it subconsciously this is probably what's going on in my relationship and therefore you match it and then it makes it it's called homeopathy yeah right it puts you in balance somehow yeah temporarily until it all comes crashing down. Absolutely. So check out your financial areas um, this week. Feel free to submit stories on what you changed, what came, what happened when you made the oh, changes. Oh, you know, I'd like to think that there it has to be how many great stories. Oh, there's so that many people today that are that are listening to this, and they will say, "Oh my God, I looked upon closer look. This is what I saw. This is what I found. Yep. But this is how I now feel." Yep. Yep. So um, we hope that you have fun looking at your financial area this week and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.